You saw a naked man mm-hmm. at work. He was old. Yeah, was he? Was it on purpose or was he just changing or something? He was like situating himself in his bed and lifted his gown in just the right way. I was like, oh, hello, <laughs> hello, sir. <laughs> just so we're gonna go about my business and keep asking you questions. And that's how your day went today. <laughs> it was a day. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is November 17th and welcome to the Always More Podcast where we believe there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and a deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about the Eternals, Taylor Swift, High Speed Chicken Chase, Black Cowboys, and so much more. Uh, but first, I am your co-host, Tim Lichty, and sitting across from me is the gorgeous, the perfect, my true shining light, and my best friend, and my wife, Jess Lichty. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, lovely? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> it's been a difficult week. Yeah, I know it. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to. <laughs> uh, so, for you guys wondering, where's Chris? Um there's no easy transition into it, but he did want me to. He he didn't want to let you guys know. Um, his grandfather passed away this past weekend, mm. um, and so he's just kind of taking a mental break, and as he should. So, um, whatever you believe in, prayers, positive vibes, happy thoughts, whatever it is, send it his way. I know they'll be re- appreciating that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he's doing all right. Just taking some time to, you know, deal with that, and that's and that's okay. And I have permanently replaced him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to love to hear that. <laughs> um, well, guys, um, just going to transition in. There's no easy transition in or out of that, so it just is what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to dive right into the show today. Uh, we have our Wreck and Rev, which is our recommendations and reviews of the week. And so, Jessica. Yes. Would you like to start? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll start. You start. Uh, Okay, I'll start. All right. So uh, this past weekend, right? It's this past weekend, you and I, we went to go see this movie. It was last week. Last week. Uh, We saw... It was on the Discount Tuesday. Discount Tuesday. It wasn't a weekend. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, we, we saw so many movies last month, so I'm I'm, I'm losing track of when we saw them. Um, but we Is went that to a humble brag. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we went to, we went to go see uh, Marvel's Eternals, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It's not like my top five, but it's not bad either. I, I, I really, I like the big ensemble cast of it all because mm. I got to really try to discover these new characters and uh, just see the balance and these new powers. And um, what's really cool, too, about this in particular one and what I love about the Marvel Universe right now is just they're really starting to just deep dive into the comics mm-hmm. and just different characters that, you know, unless you're really, unless it's your job to know these things, uh, you really don't know a lot, a lot about these characters. And so even for me, as much as I love Marvel um, and superheroes and comics, I didn't I had very little knowledge about them all. Um, I, I know nothing about anything Marvel <laughs> unless I've seen it in a movie. So, <laughs> But it was a very good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was very good. And then, um, oh, speaking of, should, I, I should since you're on the air here with me today, hmm. uh, I'm going to share a story since you've said that. 
Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, you know the story. Okay. Um, so when you we were married, I believe, because I remember when this movie came out. Um, I don't know what you're when talking about. The Sorry. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was coming out. Were we married? I don't remember. It, it was it was so long ago now, I can't remember. It, must, it was around that time, whether we had just gotten married or we weren't married yet, but we were together. Um, and Okay, if you say so. Now, spoiler alerts, just just so, you know, <laughs> if you didn't know this already, if you haven't seen the movie it's yet. It's a nine-year-old movie. <laughs> um, but if you're if you're any kind of you know, level service comic book fan, you know that... Which I am not. <laughs> sir. You know that Spider-Man, Peter Parker, had a love interest before uh, Mary Jane, and that was Gwen Stacy. Well, I knew that. Well, you would have also known that the only reason why it did not keep going was because of this famous comic book where he where she dies well Mm -hmm. so jessica and i are talking about this and i remember saying something along along the lines of no we were in the movie and you made a comment (laughs) midway through midway through the movie yes are you sure yes you did (laughs) because i thought i was saying something like man i really hope they do this right and (laughs) well you didn't specify and then midway through the movie you just decide to say something are you sure that's what happened? Yes. <laughs> it was a scarring moment. Um, it doesn't help that they had such great chemistry in that film. Emma Watson and uh, Andrew Emma Garfield. Stone. Huh? Emma Stone. Oh, Emma Stone. Sorry. Did it right. But yes, <laughs> they dated for a long time. They have really Did good they? chemistry. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, that's a fun little story. You didn't specify what you spoiled. Oh, I spoiled that. She, she, yeah, she died. That he was trying to save her, and that in sa- trying to save her, she died. And so, in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't remember that detail. <laughs> mm. um, all right, moving on. Uh, I watched a documentary. <laughs> Are you still bitter about that? I am. <laughs> I will never get over that. Um, so sorry. Um, okay, so last week I also watched a documentary called Behind the Curve. Mm. Uh, and it is all about flat earthers. Oh my! Oh my! Indeed, guys, this film is actually—it's—I thought it was just going to be me laughing the whole time, just at the you know, the the craziness of it all. But it was actually really enlightening. And um, there's one part in the film where someone is speaking, and he's he's talking to these people who who don't believe that the Earth is flat. But he's he's basically telling them, you know, we shouldn't be laughing at this because these are people who are not dumb who who do have intelligence and who can think for themselves but because they have rather uh become lonely or because they have been lied to or basically led to believe something else and therefore got caught up in a um a way of believing they have ended up at this place in their lives and so i mean that's all good and well but you can get on a plane and watch the earth round have you heard some of the arguments as to how like how they explain that? No, but um. Well, and that's the whole point. It's like they they have a certain set of beliefs, and it doesn't matter what you do or what evidence you show them, they move the goalpost. And oh my! Exactly, and so it's 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 like <laughs> arguing against a, a a tree. You know, it, it doesn't work. But it reminds me of that episode of Parks and Rec where there's the little cult group called that they worship this lizard thing (laughs) called Zorp and um, they predict every one or two years that the world is going to end from their sacred text which is this novel that this dude wrote and they they have to 
like what is reserve the park for their last night together and so he's reserving the park with leslie and he says like oh it's this day on thursday she's like oh we are booked up on thursday (laughs) and he's like oh wait let me look at it again (laughs) it's friday she said friday is free that's great all right end of world friday (laughs) oh sadly it's it's very similar (laughs) They, they hit that right on the nose um, but yeah, anyways, it's a really good documentary just because it does, again, it, it gives you some insight because it doesn't matter where you're at on the spectrum regarding science or culture or whatever. It does kind of allow you to look at it in a different way and just going, people can get lied to and people and us included, we can be deceived and be trapped in a mindset and don't even realize it. And so, mm. yeah, anyways, that's what, those are my reviews and recommendations. How about you, Jessica? I don't know how to start this. <laughs> All right, just, my just first do it. one just do is, it. of course, of course, Queen Taylor Swift's <laughs> new album. It is a new album. Her re-recorded version of Red, Taylor's version, in parentheses, is a fantastic album. Red is my favorite album anyways. Yeah. I have I've been a Swifty for a long time, but her new stuff I haven't super gotten into, so when she started remaking her old stuff, I was very, very excited about it because... It's the stuff that I love is her old stuff. So for us that did not know the context behind this, can you explain why she's coming up with these new versions? I can't be super detailed about it. So her manager, her record company, Big Machine, which she helped create, by the way. Mm. They weren't big before she was a thing. Um, they, Them and Scooter Braun... <laughs> what was that gesture you just did? I don't know. I just it's raised a fist. A fist. But Scooter Braun. <laughs> All right, Arthur. Took, <laughs> they took her music. And I don't know exactly what happened, but it was basically where she wasn't making money off of it. And, like, she wasn't seeing the profits of it. And they were owned by that record label, and she couldn't do it. So she asked her fans, like, guys, I'm not getting this. She explained the situation. And I think she took him to court. I don't know. Not exactly sure. I'm fuzzy on the details. But, and then she decided to re-record all her albums so her fans could still listen to them, but they would be better. Yeah. Because they're so much better because she adds new songs. So Red, Taylor's version, came out on Friday, which was three days ago. Only three days. (laughs) And it's all the songs that you love re-recorded beautifully. And then there's eight new songs, which are all so good. And then. And then. And then. And then. The best song she's ever written, by far. Well, Champagne Problems is probably numbers two. But All Too Well is the best song she's written by far. And it is about Jake Gyllenhaal, (laughs) which all women hate right now. I hate that guy. Seriously, though. He's a great (laughs) actor, and I do like his movies, but I hate him. Um, It's about him and what a terrible person he was to her. And we all love that song. And then she recorded a 10-minute version of it, which was like the original version that she did. And it was... So good. There's like four different extra verses, and it's the most amazing masterpiece. Please go listen to it. Even if you don't like Taylor Swift, that song is a masterpiece. Um, And so she released that version of the song as well, and I've listened to it 20 times since it came out three days ago. So that's a lot of my time. Yes, it is. And then, (laughs) and then. She made a short film. She wrote and directed this short film to go with the 10-minute version of the song. Impressive! It's amazing. And she chose Sadie Sink, who is amazing. And one of my favorite actors ever, Dylan O'Brien. He's amazing. And she chose them. 
and their age gaps are the same. Like Sadie Sink is 19 and Dylan O'Brien is 30. Yeah. And Taylor Swift was 20 when she dated Jake Gyllenhaal, who was 29. Like the age gap is the same. Yeah. And it's just so good. And she calls him out and it's the best, but she never <laughs> says his name. We just all know that it's yeah. him because she's graceful like that. <laughs> but that album, I cried so much this weekend, but it was so good. And yeah, that was my first one. Awesome. Go listen to Red Taylor's version. It also broke the charts on Spotify this weekend. Yeah, I, ble- I mean, I, even on my TikTok al- algorithm, I was seeing stuff about it. So, Well, I keep sending them to you, so that makes sense. Well, that's true. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, like, even from, like, the people I follow, though, like, they were even talking about it. Mm. It's good stuff. She broke TikTok. Everyone's talking about it because <laughs> she's amazing. She's a queen. And I think she's writing a book that's coming out in two years. That's my theory. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's number one. Go listen to Red, everyone. Taylor's version, not the original version. We don't want to support Scooter Braun. Anyways, (laughs) what was my second one? I don't know. What was your second one? Hold on. Oh, I remembered. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's all right. I'm nervous. (laughs) It's all good. Okay. Um, My second recommendation or review is Colleen Hoover. She is an author. She wrote quite a lot of books. Sad to say, I think I've only read three of them, but I need to read more. But every, she made me fall in love with reading again. I used to love reading fiction, and then I stopped for lots of reasons, and it just didn't happen for a long time because of things. (laughs) And um, her books are just so good the way she writes is so enthralling and it sucks you in like on the first page which that's mm. hard to do yeah, yeah some books you read in the first 50 pages and you're still like when is this going to start but then it eventually does and you like it but her stuff it's right from the get-go so in intr- so intriguing so entertaining and it really sucks you in and it stays that way Ooh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just almost knocked my hot cocoa over um it stays intriguing and enticing and I've read a couple of her books, and I have no idea what's coming. Like, I have no idea where the plot's going. I have no idea what the characters are going to do. Like, she's very good at making it to where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. My favorites that I've read of hers are It Ends With Us and Verity, which Verity is definitely rated, like, NC-17. It, mm. That book changed me. <laughs> like, it took away a piece of my innocence. And I don't feel like I'm that much of an innocent person I have watched all 15 seasons of Criminal Minds, but like <laughs> Verity, oh, but it was one of the best books, oh. the best written books I've ever read, and I would recommend it to everyone, just not if you're under the age of 21. Like, just don't do that to yourself. All right, you're too all innocent you. for it. <laughs> too innocent for it. Yeah, it took, a, it took a piece of me. It did, but it was so good, and it ends with us as romance, but better. Mm. These books are also a tiny bit spicy, so viewer discretion oh. advised with that, too. It's just a little bit in there. A little there. bit of spice? Just a little bit of spice. All but right. Just if anyone's going to go out and read these, like, that's that's there. Just want to <laughs> let you know. But she is amazing. I look forward to reading all of her books. I had to take a break because she got me too in my feelings. Mm. And I've been in my feelings a lot lately, so I had to take a break. But I will read the rest of her books. Awesome. But yes, those are my things. Awesome. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Please go check out... Uh, what we recommended, uh, good stuff, good stuff, uh, good quality stuff out there. Taylor's version. <laughs> All right, guys, we're moving on. Next up, it is time for, and I'm not going to try to sing it, so I'm just going to just imagine Chris is singing it. Do you want to sing it? I guess. All right, try it. Go for it. 
I gotta find the key. <laughs> Here. I don't know if that's the right key for me. What did I miss? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You sound amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this is the part of the show we like to present to you some news. That you Wait, I want to do it again. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. You made me laugh. Okay. What did I miss? See there. Damn, you go. girl. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh uh, my. Uh, okay, so this is a part of the show we'd like to present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. Got to put both of those in there. Both. Oh, yeah. I'm not the cutting anything out. This is one. all amazing. <laughs> the sad one, the meek one, and then the big one. Yeah, it's staying in there. All of it's staying in. Okay. Ooh. So I'd like to tell you about a KFC high speed chase. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so a month ago in New Zealand, the country had a strict COVID-19 lockdown, which at the time didn't allow restaurants to open or residents to order takeaway food, which is pretty crazy. Like You said this is in Australia? New Zealand. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. I mean, I, They I, were real, real strict on their They lockdowns. are, and they've been very successful in it, so mm-hmm. I mean... I guess more power to them. They were smart. Yeah. And so, uh, and while doing a random patrol around its largest city, Auckland, mm. Auckland, 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 a police officer noticed a suspicious vehicle on a gravel road. When the suspects spotted the officer, they did a quick U-turn to evade the officer. However, once they caught up and pulled over the two men in the vehicle, they discovered a trunk, which by the way, before we continue, uh, in the original article, it says, uh, boot, no, boot. Is a boot? Because people from Australia, New Zealand, and England, I think they call it a boot. The I've trunk. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. I've heard quite a few British versions of things, but I've never heard. I'm going to look it up later. Of a boot. Because I think I remember seeing that in Ted Lasso, too. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they discovered a trunk full of KFC, which included mm-hmm. three buckets of chicken and an undisclosed quantity of fries. Only three <laughs> buckets? Well, You're going to steal chicken. Well, the, the, that, that's just the thing is it, there was so much fries, too. But then also, they also discovered $100,000 in cash. Oh. So these guys. The fries covered the cash. I guess. These guys <laughs> were getting getting paid to go out and smuggle KFC. Amazing. <laughs> take that job? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, like, apparently, too, like, these guys, they can get fined a lot and actually go to jail and yeah, it's it's pretty serious over there. They, I mean, oh, that's rightfully true. so. Not, they, not in <laughs> New Zealand during a lockdown, but I'll just take that job and take a, a job delivering a KFC. Situation. <laughs> you pay me a hundred thousand dollars, I will bring you whatever you want. Uh, but yeah, so they uh, they did get charged, and uh, I can't remember exactly how much they got charged, but they got in trouble, got pulled over. Nice runaway KFC. Good job. That, that's it. It's an easy one to this week. Simple yeah. one. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Britney is free! Oh my goodness, I totally forgot about this. Britney Spears, after almost 14 years, Friday, 11-12, which is also the day that Red Taylor's version came out. So it was just a glorious day. Wow. Judge Brenda Perry terminated the conservatorship that Britney Spears had been held over. Like, oh, I didn't write down how many... 14 years. I just said that. It's a long time. Yes. After 14 years of not being able to make any decisions for herself, but still being forced to work, and she was in prison, but worse. Right. For 14 years. She is free completely. I know a couple months ago that a different judge ended um, her dad as her conservator and put someone else who Mm. was able to actually truly help her 
And then now Judge Brenda Perry has set her free. She's officially terminated it. And she is never going to perform again, which I am so excited for her because they forced her to perform so much. And she's done. She's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not going to perform again. And we are all so excited. Well, you wonder, like, was she because if if it were me in that situation, um, you know, could she have just like done like horrible on purpose to prevent? I mean, I guess her by her her status alone is going to bring people to the doors no matter what. No, they made her. They made her work out. They made her eat what they wanted her to eat. Jeez. Like it was, it was bad. But she did post on her social media. This is in quotations. Good God, I love my fans so much. It's crazy. I think I'm gonna cry the rest of the day. Best day ever. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I'm just so happy for her. She is free. She is a her own person. Yes. I'm so happy. That's happy news, right? <laughs> We've been f- trying to free Britney for years, and here we are. Here we are. I didn't mean to yell. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm just really excited and happy for her. It is Friday exciting. was a good day, you guys. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I also went thrifting and bought a great lamp, so it was just it's an true. all-around good day on Friday. And we got the Christmas tree out. Oh, that was the night <gasps> before. No. Yeah. We, gra- we decorated it on Friday. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's just a great day. It's a good day. Yes. Um, All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you with What Did I Miss? And uh, we're going to go ahead and transition into our main segment. And trust me, you're going to hear what's coming around the corner. We'll be right back. again hey (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh so we had to choose a topic quickly and i think we chose a good one because um you've always i mean you've always liked movies but when you married me you quickly discover that i'm a i'm a movie enthusiast Mm -hmm. and this is one thing that we have a common uh, you know enthusiasm about we we both we we just like different types of movies it's true, but you've also changed, not maybe changed, but you've, you've appreciated some of the movies that I like, and vice versa. Mm. I thought... Do I, you appreciate the movies I, I do. like? I do. Little Women was great. Okay. <laughs> With little Timmy Chalamet. That's right. All right. <laughs> um, but today, we are going to be talking about Disney animated movies and Pixar. Woo! Yes, we, uh, we, I mean... Guys, we, we grew up in the 90s and the 2000s, and so I like to say we're, uh, I don't know if we're experts. I'm an expert. Well, there you go. Uh, Jessica's an abs- expert. Uh, but we both definitely grew up in the world of Disney animation, I would argue, at its peak mm-hmm. uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, and we got some hitters. And uh, today we're going to be sharing a few things, uh, some fast, fun facts. and Fast, fun facts. Fun, fast facts. Fun, fast facts. Facts, fun facts. Fun, oh, I messed up. Fun, fast facts, facts. that are fast and fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fun, 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 fantastic, fun facts. No, fun, fantastic, fast, quick. Oh, man, I can't do it. <laughs> fun, fantastic, fast facts. There you go. There you go. I was trying to say it quickly. It didn't work. Anyways, uh, but we got some uh, uh, fast facts, some what ifs, and Disney theories, and our our favorite ones. And so, you ready to dive in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't talk to me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know. 
All right, so... Pausing for dramatic effect. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, so fast facts about Disney and Pixar. Um, Number one, despite us now knowing of Snow White's success, uh, which at the time earned, in our today's earnings, $153 million during its initial run, uh, and also high reviews, before, many thought the movie would flop. That's because it was... The first animated one. Yeah, yeah. So Disney actually had to take out several loans and even mortgage his own house to mm-hmm. finance the movie. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Just, I mean, I, and granted, it is the first one, but I, I guess it really showed just how passionate Disney was about. He was right. I mean, he was right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was right. Um, I wish right. they had picked someone else to voice Snow White. Her voice really bothers me. It's like ch- nails on a chalkboard. Really. I wish he. Do you know who the voice was? I don't even remember. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it in forever. I'm sure she's this great Hollywood actress, and everyone's gonna like shun me for saying that. But <laughs> welcome to the club. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of Snow White, um, uh, S- S- Snow White was the first movie ever to release a soundtrack, mm. like its own, like a movie soundtrack. It was the first time. Really, ever. Yeah. Ever. It was the first one. Did they not put music in movies? I mean, they had music, but like it didn't have soundtrack. Like, mm. like you couldn't go find like a soundtrack with all the songs that were used in the movie or anything. Okay. So, I mean, if I remember correctly, this movie released in 37. Um, so, it kind of makes sense. It was pretty early on. It's true. You just don't think about movies without soundtracks. These no. Days. No. It was the first one. Hmm. Thanks, Disney. Disney. Next up. Next up, Ratatouille, Ratatouille sparked a run on pet rats. What? According to... <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't write this down. <laughs> <laughs> According to the British pet chain Pets at Home, their rat sales shot up by 50% following the film's release. Ew. Can you imagine... Who wants a pet rat? Kids. Wow, I'm sorry. Kids. For all those people who have pet rats and love them, I apologize for saying it that way. That is just not my cup of tea. <laughs> They're actually very, I think, clean pets if you keep them as pets. Like, ferrets are disgusting and they smell bad. <laughs> so are bunnies. <laughs> but, like, rats seem to be very clean. So I apologize to all the rat owners and I take it back. <laughs> but I do do not want a rat. Well, I think mostly it just had to do with, like, it's kind of like what uh, with Finding Nemo, like, Kids want the animals they see on television, and so parents sure just like, all right, fine. And then after like a you know two months, the kids don't want them anymore. They got rid of them. How sad. It is. Also, you know, like Princess and the Frog, a lot of kids kissed frogs and went to the hospital. Oh. After that movie came out. Wow, didn't I know love that. that movie? But yeah, not a lot, but enough that it made the news. Yeah, that a couple <laughs> kids went to the hospital <laughs> for kissing frogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And next, Sleeping Beauty (laughs) (laughs) flopped. Flopped. That's the word. (laughs) Sleeping Beauty flopped at the box office, which stopped Disney from releasing another princess movie for 30 years. What? Yeah. Until 1980. I can't talk. It's all right. (coughs) Until 1989's The Little Mermaid. That's crazy. Yeah. So I guess Cinderella was before Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Pretty remarkable. Sleeping Beauty is like really good too. Really? You liked it? Yeah. Oh. I'm terrified of Maleficent. She was terrifying. (laughs) 
I remember when I was in high school, I was in a theater class in high school, Mm -hmm. and we had all the lights off, and our teacher decided to let us watch Sleeping Beauty. And there was a scene, it's where she's... She finds this little house in the woods. It's later on in the movie. This is not a spoiler because if you haven't seen this, then what? (laughs) It's been out for like 50 um, years, guys. (laughs) But she finds this little house in the woods and the witch is inside Maleficent and it's super dark and Maleficent's got those yellow eyes. And she opens the door and we, like, it's pitch black in this room that we're sitting in. And she opens the door and you can hear, come in. And we all, (laughs) like, were terrified and screamed and scary. Yeah. But it's a good movie. It's really well done. Well, if you say so. To each his own. Her own. <laughs> Fine. All right. Uh, next up, a mistake almost deleted Toy Story 2. <gasps> what is it? Yeah. So during the making of Toy Story 2, a mystery culprit deleted around 90% of the movie from its main computer a year <gasps> before the film was set to release. How dare they? I know. Fortunately, the film's supervising technical director, Galen Sussman, 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 had a copy of the film. Sus. <laughs> but the sus saved them. So. The sus saved them uh, from the sus. But that's incredibly, like, how daunting that must have been. I hope he got fired. Oh, I, well, yeah, whoever it was. I'm I'm sure they did. Mm. Or did they ever catch him? Oh, that's I should look deeper into that. That's that's a good mystery. Did he try to delete Luca as well? Well, that's almost 20 years apart. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, another one. Jessica, I don't know if you knew this one cuz this is one of your favorite Disney movies if I'm not mistaken. Jackie Chan was the voice of the Beast for some viewers as he dubbed the Beast voice for the Chinese oh. translation, including the singing. Well, that's fancy. I, I would, didn't know Jackie Chan could sing. I, apparently he can. I, I would show the audio if, if you know, copyright things didn't exist. But, yeah, Jackie mm. Chan doing just some do work. It. Just do it. Just do it. Get the thing taken You'd down. just be playing the all-too-well 10-minute version across <laughs> this episode. <laughs> just repeat it until the episode's over. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Screw the copyright. (laughs) Moving on. Randy Newman, the Pixar music genius behind the songs like You've Got a Friend in Me, won his first ever Oscar for Munster's Inc. song, If I Didn't Have You. That's a good song. That's a good song. Yeah. Jazz. Actually, most Pixar songs are jazzy. Now that I think about it. I guess. You got a friend in me. It's got a swing to you it. You just don't like country music, so you refuse to say when something's country. Well, hold on here a second. Toy St- Woody is a cowboy. <laughs> Toy Story is country. <laughs> just accept it. Jeez. Wow. I wasn't coming out of fence of ca- uh, uh, country music. You hate country music. I don't hate country mm. music. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. Uh, but yeah, so it's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one. Mm. What's next? Oh, there's more. <laughs> next page. The Lion King was truly, parentheses, not parentheses. Let me start over. <laughs> the Lion King was truly, quote, original. D- it was the first. I it, can't talk. It's all right. I'm going to start over. The Lion King was the first truly, quote, original Disney cartoon one that was not an adaptation of a pre-existing story. Well, that's a lie. The Lion King is Hamlet. What? The Lion King is Hamlet. 
Like my English teacher made us do an assignment on it in high school. Like the Lion King is Hamlet. Are you sure? Yes. But I think what they meant was like, hey, this is not the grim story of this. This is not this. Like it might have been like a, I mean, but if you really look at it, all modern all, any movie is based off like what is it, the Greek or the uh ancient Roman I can't remember what it was, but it's well, like this, ancient, I'm just saying this fact is a lie. I think they meant like it's because not the Lion King is Hamlet. Well it's not pre existing <laughs> story is what it says. But like Cinderella is like a true grim story and so is uh Snow White. But they changed it. True, so but the they're using the same names. No, don't argue with me. It's, just, it's gonna. St- <laughs> I'm not. You're not gonna change my mind. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair mm. enough. Last fact. And finally, the final balloon count in Up was ten thousand two hundred ninety-seven balloons. That's I a lot of balloons. I wonder if they like did the math. If that was actually possible. They have done the math. It doesn't check out. Some someone on YouTube did it, and uh, they would have to have like I think it's like four times as many balloons, but. On Jeez. film, it would look like for too much, like they wouldn't be able to see anything. Ridiculous. Yeah. But still fun. It's what? Still fun. Still fun. Still fun. All right, guys. It's a lot of helium. It is. Which begs the question, like, I guess he could have had savings, but how do you get all those helium? Because if you watch the film, it's in like in one he day. He sold balloons for a living. He is stocked up. But 10,000 balloons worth of helium? Yeah. In one night? He's stocked up. It was uh, all in his uh, basement. <laughs> was hoarding helium. You're, you're telling me right After now. After Ellie died, he went a little crazy, <laughs> and he started hoarding helium. He said, one day I'm going to go to Paradise Falls, and that's what happened. So you, you believe this was all his his plan all along? It was premeditated. It was just the final moment and the final straw. He's like, okay, today's the day. This has to happen. Okay, interesting theory. You know what I want to know is how long it would have taken that old man to put Helium in 10,000 plus. That's balloons. what I was saying. How long would it take? Well, see, like, unless they just, unless they do a time jump in the movie that doesn't make a lot of sense, it looks like it's the next day that it's no, happening. No, it is the next day because they give him the flyer and the lady says, the police officer lady says, I'll be, they'll be here tomorrow morning oh, there you to go. pick you up. Yeah. No, it is one day. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Mm. Yeah, unless he had help, but, but it doesn't like he was the kind of guy to have friends, so. He wasn't. He was alone. Yeah. Hmm. A little, a little, little gap in the, in 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 that whole thing there. Well, well. Anyways, it's a it's a movie. It is. It's a, it's a movie, movie that parents were not meant that adults were not meant to watch sixty times over like we have. Well, that's very true. <laughs> so much more than sixty times. That's a whole other perspective that we have with all these movies, especially the Pixar ones that our kids like. It's just we've seen them so many times. Like Ratatouille, we we can so we, many plot holes, so many plot holes that we could. We, that should have been a segment we've had, like all the plot holes that we've noticed in these movies. That's true, that would have taken more preparation, though. That's true. We didn't have that much time. No. <laughs> All right, guys, we're moving on uh, to it's just a really small little interesting thing. But if you were to really kind of figure out what Pixar is doing, they are always just asking the question, what if? Uh, and I found this online. I thought it was cool to mention. So it's almost like a little fun fact, but it's not. But it is. OK. Um, so if you move forward, like starting with the first one, Toy Story, it's the question, what if toys had feelings? And it moves mm. on. I'm just going to keep going through them. What if bugs had feelings? Mm. What if monsters had feelings? What if? Fish had feelings, which, by the way, that was a fun fact that I decided to skip over. Like, apparently, How do you know if fish have feelings or not? Uh, I'm sure you can do scientific f- studies on that. The pain receptors or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Fish but don't have very big brains. No, they don't. Okay. Short, short memories, too, apparently. Mm. 
So I guess Dory's character does make a lot of sense. Short-term memory <laughs> loss. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> um, I'm Dory. <laughs> uh, what if super superheroes had feelings? What if really? cars... I know. What if superheroes had know. feelings? What if cars had feelings? What if rats had feelings? What if robots had feelings? What if dogs Wally. had feelings? What if Scotland had feelings? And then, <laughs> uh, and then we'll end with this one because it's, I think it's the peak. Is what if feelings had feelings? Goodness. I mean, that movie is beautiful and genius. I thought you were just being facetious. I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah. I'm like, what if feelings had feelings? No, it's real. Like that is, is the true. that is the plot. That movie is so <laughs> intelligently made, though. Oh yeah, so good. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, moving on from that small little fun fast segment tidbit tidbit, um, we are going to discuss some of our Disney and Pixar theories. So mm. things that we both have probably thought of, but also things that we found online that are interesting and we would like to ponder. Okay. Jessica, would you like to start us off, please? I would. Okay, thank you. So Andy's mom. Yes. She is Emily, Jesse's original owner, because she grew up in the 70s. Yeah. Like she was like a teenager and a preteen in the 70s. And that makes sense when Andy's like 10 years old in 92 or whatever, whenever this movie was made. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It lines up perfectly. And also, Emily's hat from when she was a girl is red with right white string <laughs> around the, the rim. Yeah. And Andy plays with that hat when he plays with Woody. Yes. So it's flawless and you cannot prove me wrong. <laughs> it's a good theory. And I, I think I agree with you because I think it's at least, if, if, if it's not that, it's at least a nod because it's the same hat. It's the same hat. It's the same hat. Like what, what, what do you expect your, your viewers to believe here if you have the same hat for, for the girl and for... And how else do you explain when the toys just randomly show up in Andy's room at the end of Toy Story 2? They, you know, come from the plane cart or whatever. Like, what what they don't show is Andy's mom seeing them and being like, hold on a minute. And then maybe she convinced herself that she had, like, put them away in a box and hadn't given them away. And that's why they were there. Because Andy found the toys randomly. You're talking about Jesse and... Yes! Oh, that is an interesting... Like, all of a sudden, your childhood toy shows up in your son's room. Like, that's a little trippy. Yeah, if it's in the room. Well, like, did she walk in Bazooka Jane and her jet-propelled horse. (laughs) But, like, did she walk into the room before Andy came? Like, what need does she have to go in the room if... She didn't. That's what I'm saying. Well, she would have seen it later. He played with it. Well, true, but kids bring home toys all the time. But he yelled, thanks, Mom. True, but did she hear it? She was getting her her, her daughter it out of doesn't the. Matter. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> All right, next oh, one. Next one. I don't know if I believe this. This was written down for me. I just want to preface this. <laughs> one or both of Lilo and Nani's parents were in the CIA. Look, this it makes sense because mm. think about this. Why would a he's actually a CIA agent, Cobra Bubbles? Mm-hmm. Why would he pose as a social worker? State Cobra. Because <laughs> at the end of the film, he he reveals himself to be CIA, correct? He is, yes. Then why in the world would he be a social worker before Stitch even came to Earth? Mm, and was checking on them. And was checking on checking, him. But he wasn't checking on Nani. I mean, checking on both of them. I guess. I mean, it, it's an interesting thing, right? Mm, I don't know. I have to think about that one. I, I think it, it's, it's, it's pretty solid. 
If, 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 if they weren't CIA agents, at least they knew each other. And did they really die in a car accident? Oh, man. Wow. Mm. There's some deeper stuff there. What if it was some kind of alien involvement? And Oh, ooh. Ooh, that makes me... Ooh, that ooh. could be a really deep, Chills. dark, different movie. <laughs> it's the prequel. <laughs> we don't have to end in their death. That's so horrible. It would. But then we could play Lilo and Stitch and it'd all be fine. <laughs> Sort of. Oh, all right. Um, Speaking of prequels and or sequels, this isn't on here, but I just have to go for it. Oh, okay. I think there needs to be a Toy Story 5 set in about five years' time to where the toys have started to take over the world (laughs) and the only person that is able to save the Earth is going to be Sid. (laughs) Because he's been this paranoid, like, conspiracy theorist about toys ever since he was a child because they came to life one day and threatened his life. <laughs> and so he's terrified of them, and he's trying to convince everyone this this is happening because the toys are coming alive. <laughs> and they're like, you're crazy. And then he ends up saving the world. I need that to be wow. how the Toy Story saga ends. There is no better way to end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Woody realizes that the toys are just ruining the world and maybe Andy dies for story embellishment. (laughs) And after that, Woody's like, we have to help Sid and the toys and Sid band together to save the world from the terrible toys. Wow. Pixar, come call me. (laughs) But but you know what? This... this in Toy Story 4, they pose a very interesting question. Mm, what is that? You're, you, you started this, so we're, we're going into this. Okay. Well, Deep dive. Um, uh, what's, what's the girl's name? Um, Bonnie. Bonnie. She creates a toy. <gasps> she does create a toy. Maybe that's how it starts, is the trash starts to become <laughs> toys, and they're, they, they're out for vengeance because it's people just threw them away because they were trash. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I'm, mm. Well, here's my point: is that does that mean anything that is created by humans can become alive? In the world of Toy Story, yes. That's terrifying. That's probably how cars happened. Maybe. Oh my gosh. This the 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 <laughs> ending of the Toy Story saga <laughs> will lead into cars. Like oh, it'll wow. be like so. Cars take over the world. They'll try to save the world. They'll try to save the world, and they'll do. They'll stop the toys, but at that time, the cars have become sentient, and it's too late. And the cars take over the world wow. because you don't see any humans in the cars universe. The no, world is no. the cars. Wow! Mm. Look at us, full cr- circle. Uh, yeah, you're welcome, world. You're welcome. <laughs> Pixar needs to call me. Oh my god, that was great. Give okay, me some money for that. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Boo is the witch from Brave. Mm. I've seen that. I don't buy it. I think it is. I've heard. I've heard the entire theory stretched out, like it's across all Pixar movies, which messes with my Toy Story theory. But we're putting that aside for now. <laughs> and it stretches across them, and Boo has become this witch, and Brave is set in like a later time after technology because the cars took over the world. <laughs> And <laughs> Boo is this witch who's lived forever because she's trying to find Sully again. I believe it. Yeah, I don't buy it. I believe my Toy Story theory more, but yes. I believe it. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've got to move quickly here. I don't think we need to go through all of these. I added so many extra ones. You did. Um, Anna and Elsa from Frozen are siblings to Tarzan. I've heard this. I kind of I, I see it. I could see it. I, I could see it happening. Th- I think the time difference would disagree. Why? 
What's what's the big time difference? I don't feel. I feel like Anna and Elsa are not in the time of the steamship that came to get Jane at the end oh, of the movie. Oh, well, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Mm. Well, what if it's just like? What if it's just like this part of the world is not caught up yet? Nah, no. No. Okay. All right. It's Norway. They're in Europe. They would have been caught up. <sighs> okay. We don't have to go through all of them, but there's one I'd like to talk about, and that's Ariel and Hercules. Would you like to read that one? Oh, I've seen this. Ariel and Hercules are actually cousins. Yes. Or. I mean, mm. through Greek mythology, they definitely are. Yeah. You want to read it out? Oh, sure. In Greek mythology, Ariel's dad is King Triton. He is the son of Poseidon. And Poseidon also has two brothers, Hades and Zeus. Seeing how Zeus is Hercules' dad, that technically makes Hercules and Ariel cousins. Yeah. Mm. Now, that would be an interesting movie. Because he, I mean, Hercules did he choose is a demigod, to be mortal right? at the very end? He did. He chose to be mortal so he could live with Meg. Oh, did he? I totally forgot the ending of that movie. He did. Oh, well, I guess he wouldn't Well, live. he became a god because he saved her life and he yeah. sacrificed himself for her. And then she couldn't live with him on Mount Olympus because it's only for gods, which uh, is a load of crap. Because his parents couldn't go down and find him as a baby because he couldn't live in Olympus. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> if you're a parent, you're going to find your baby. I don't care who you are. Zeus was a terrible person, so there's that. Well, the, yeah, but his definitely. mother, come on, Hera, get it together. <laughs> um, but anyways, I lost my train of thought, and it's gone. Uh, what was I talking about? Their cousin. Oh, how it would have been interesting. Well, because Hercules gave up his... Uh, oh, age. yes, I was explaining the end of the movie. So he gave up being a god to live on Earth with Meg, one mortal life, and so he's not immortal anymore. Mm. Though he's still super strong. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. All right, one last one, and I want to share this one because it's, to me, it never dawned on me, and this is the movie we've probably seen the most because our son loves this movie, um, but in Ratatouille... The old lady at the beginning of the film is Anton Ego's mom. Yes, she is. Um, I, I was like, no. And so I decided to look into it. And sure enough, like there are very, very, very similar items in that kitchen, both when at the very beginning of the movie and also in the flashback scene when he's It looks eating. exactly the same. The chair is exactly the same. And the doorway where the kitchen is. I believe it. She's cooking for him. And they're out in the countryside, which is where it is. And it's close to Paris because yeah. they got there. The rats got there through the sewers. Like, uh-huh. And she, Remy, learned how to cook using all the ingredients in her kitchen. That's why he made <gasps> the ratatouille oh. that jogged his memory because he made it the same way that his mother wow. did. Wow. He, he sparked his taste buds, and he that made the memory come back. I didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Incredible. Right. This guy's a Pixar. <laughs> Man, they're, they're awesome. Is that a Pixar pun? Oh, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, that is our our theories and our that's some good stuff, Jeff. We should we should we should really we, we we should pitch it to Pixar and go. All right, guys, just give us a small. Like, I will pitch my Toy Story idea. One percent. That's all we need. One percent. One percent. I'll take one percent of of that movie. Could live forever on that. We sure our could. Our grandkids could live forever on one percent. That's right. All right. <laughs> All right, so we decided to talk about our top five Pixar films, but also separate Disney animated films because they're just two completely different, I don't want to say genres, but they're just two different vibes, two different feels, especially up until like, what was it, 2008, like the late 2000s when all the other Disney films were not um, 3D animation, they're all 2D. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I think was it Moana? No, Princess and the Frog was the last two D animated. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah. So we decided to do top five Pixar, top mm. five Disney animated. Let's start with Pixar. Jess, would you like to go first? Did these have to be in numerical order? I did mine in numerical order. Uh, however, last time Chris and I did this, he did not go in order except for his favorite one. So just another example of he and I are the same person. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay, so my favorite one, honestly, is Brave. Mm. Mm-hmm. Explain. It used to be Ratatouille. Oh. But it, um, <laughs> both of my children were obsessed with that movie at different times, so I have seen it at least 135 times. <laughs> Not exaggerating. <laughs> no exaggeration. Yeah. Um. So Ratatouille used to be my favorite, but it is not even in the top five anymore because yeah, I can't do it. Um. So Brave is my very favorite. I love that movie. I could watch it all the time and not get bored of it. It makes me so happy. I think it was very original. Mm. It's not a story that really was told before. Brother Bear, I could see, have a little similarities, but mm-hmm. it's a completely different storyline. Yeah. Like the only thing that's the same is that he got changed into a bear. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. So I love that movie, and I will recommend it forever. Also, I love Scottish accents, and that's the whole movie. It's <laughs> the best. Um, next, that's that's the only one I have in order. The others I love are A Bug's Life. Mm. It's a good one. Inside Out, because it's so yeah. good. So what groundbreaking, feelings feelings. honestly. It really is good. Coco, yes. because Coco. Coco. Just for the animation alone. That movie's beautiful. Yes. And Up. Up. Gotta That's put good. Up in the top five. All right, my top five. Good picks, by the way. Thank you, thank um, you. My number five is The Incredibles. Mm. Um, because I mean, it's such a fun one. It was so, it, it was a superhero film, but it was it was right in the middle before all Marvel stuff picked up. It was fun, and it had like that old school vibe to it—the jazz music and just that whole feeling. So I really enjoyed that. <laughs> what incredible! You're not affiliated with me. <laughs> it's a great movie. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, Toy Story three. Um, Ooh. listen, I love the first one. It Gotta love a good cult story. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love the original, but three, I thought, was the best ending. Oh, definitely It should have been the only ending. Look, I loved Woody's arc, and I I don't mind Toy Story 4, but if they would have left it with three, I would have been completely satisfied. it was such genius, too, because Andy was leaving for college when all of us were leaving for college at the same time, and it was perfect timing. It really was. It was a great ending. Didn't you watch that with your dad? I did. When it was in theaters, <laughs> me and my little sister, Anna, who is, she's 24 now. Um, <laughs> she wasn't. I was like 19, I think, when this movie came out. Me, my little sister, Anna, and my dad went to go see it together in the theater. And my sister, Rachel, had left like a week before <laughs> to go see, um, to go to college. And she moved like a state away. And we were watching it. And when Andy said goodbye to the toys, I looked over and my dad was crying. Aww. I said, Dad, are you crying? He's like, it's too soon. <laughs> Poor <Love> dad. <laughs> He's the best. Um, yeah. So anyways, Toy Story 3. Really That's good. A good one. Uh, my number three is Up. It's just mm-hmm. a good story about the old man and him learning to let go and move on and have new adventures. It's a, it's a great and story. And he and Russell found each other. Yes. Russell needed someone. He did. And Carl needed someone. Um. Speaking of, they have a new uh, uh, little short TV show uh, called uh, Doug's Wo- is it Doug's World, mm. uh, and it's really fun. It's on Disney Plus. Aria really liked it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just about Doug. It's mostly about Doug, but also, of course, That's has fun. the man. Uh, number two, Wally. That Wally's movie is a good one. 
it doesn't need dialogue, and that's what makes it so beautiful. It's just, it's yeah. just the animation is beautiful. That's how the, you know the it's a good movie. Theme of it is great, and it's just visually stunning. And so, um, well, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then my number one, you had it in your top five, is Coco. It is. It's Coco. just the for me, I, a lot of my favorite movies revolve around a father and daughter, or father and child mm-hmm. relationship, and that one just. When you feel that punch at the end of him singing that song to her and just being able to connect with that music, it's like, oh, yeah. man, that that hits me really deep. So, Coco, my number one. It's a good one. All right, top five Disney animated films. So, obviously, there's a lot more here. So, I'm, I imagine our our overlap is not as uh, not as much overlap, anyways. Probably I could be wrong. Probably not. Um, I'll go first, just since you went first last time. My number five was The Rescuers Down Under. Oh my gosh, I forgot about those movies. Oh no. Those were like my childhood. (laughs) I need to change my list. (laughs) But then where do these go? (laughs) The Rescuers, man. Yeah. The first one was good. It was but I am still terrified of that woman. Oh yeah. That woman terrified me as a kid. Medusa, and I can still see her right now peeling off her eyelashes. And what was her little henchman's name? Snoops. Yeah. Yes. She terrified me, especially, like, I still get nightmares about, like, small spaces and getting drowned and stuck underground because of that movie. Yeah. That movie was intense. It was. But the Down Under was really good, too. Yeah. Um, All right. My number four, which... Cody. uh, Huh? Cody. (laughs) Uh, Number four, which I realized how much I loved it. Uh, again after our kids started watching it, and that was The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, my gosh, I love that movie. It is just so much fun. It's it, it just David the how, Spade, man. How much they break the fourth wall and just, like, how much adult humor is in that movie without you realizing it as a kid. Um, I just I just really, is a great film. So much fun. One of fun. my favorite parts in it is when um, Yzma, go, Yzma turns him into a llama just because she wants to save on postage. Oh, yes. <laughs> I turn him into a flea. A harmless little flea. <laughs> Uh, my number three, Meet the Robinsons. Oh, that movie makes me weep. I know. I love adoption. It is, yeah. For for that reason alone, that movie is so uh, beautiful. It messes with time, but it makes you realize the most important thing about family. And so, yeah, number three, Meet the Robinsons. Number two, Wreck It Ralph. Um, mm. I know it's kind of weird it being so high, but um, I just really enjoyed it because of just the style it was in and just the comic, the the, the video games, the retro stuff. I really just enjoyed it, and the music came out. And I remember it coming out when I was working in the movie theater, so it brought back a lot of good memories and fun. And so yeah. And then my number one, of course, it has to go to the OG, the the classic, the best uh, Disney, in my opinion, animated film, and that is The Lion King. The mm. greatest soundtrack, I think, that's out there. Uh, I'm so glad you said that, because uh, that's the right answer. James Earl Jones, you can't go wrong with that. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Come JTT. <laughs> my first childhood crush, man. The hair. The hair. But yeah, that's mine. How about you? Well, I have to stick with my childhood classics in the beginning. So number five, which is not a childhood classic. I meant the first three. <laughs> number five is definitely um, The Princess and the Frog. Okay. It came out when I was an adult, so I didn't, like, the rest of these are have a lot of childhood nostalgia with them. But yeah. Princess, and the, Princess and the Frog is just so well done. I love the story. I love that... 
uh, Naveen, this vapid man who doesn't care about anything, mm. fell in love with her when she was a frog yeah. and had no, <laughs> didn't know her as a human yeah. and loved her. And they decided to live together happily as frogs. And it was just the greatest thing. And also, it's the first black person yeah. of color, like Disney princess. Not person of color. Mulan was a princess, too. But yeah. Like I and that's so important, and I really, really loved that movie. I also loved two D animation, so that was also the last one. So. Yeah. The next is Tarzan in number four because who, who can match that soundtrack? I wanna know. Phil Collins, man. Yeah. He he didn't have to go that hard, but he did that for <laughs> he us. He did that for us. He did that for us, and I just that soundtrack uh, alone. But just the whole story is really good. Yeah. And I laugh a lot in that movie. Uh, the next three are from my childhood, and I will always love them as my favorite Disney movies. These are the three that we had. We owned VHSs at my house. It's good stuff. Anyways, um, number three is definitely um, Cinderella. Ooh, Cinderella. I love Cinderella, that movie. Cinderella. Yes, it's just childhood even watching it now i showed it to aria a few weeks ago and she liked it but i just i was so enthralled and entertained the entire time like more than her and then number two of course is the lion king because what's better than the lion king you can't you just can't you can't number one as we all know the original all of these are the original animated ones not any real action ones that have been done not that those aren't good but the original animated Beauty and the Beast. There it is. It's just my favorite Disney movie and always will be. Yeah. It's just so good. It is. All the books, the library. That's that's your goal in life. It's true. When he get I I'm I'm very like ninety eight percent certain that that's the reason I'm so obsessed with books is when he gave her that library. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Good stuff. Doesn't matter that he was holding her hostage. He gave her a library. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, that's not okay. <laughs> oh, the wheezing. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, though. That library. Mm. Mm, it's good stuff. Yeah. Honorable mention. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, that is a good one. Honorable mention for me. I actually said this last week, but uh, Robin Hood. I take away Cinderella and I put in Robin Hood. Wow. Yeah. I, these are movies that I haven't seen in forever and they're not super well known and I just forgot about yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Friar Tuck. I love that movie with my whole heart. Honestly, I mean. No, say it. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Because I bet you it's the same thought I'm having. Probably not. I'm just thinking that my sexual um, awakening was from a fox. Uh, look, I, I Robin Hood, man. I don't know if it was the first thing, but it was definitely something in my mind. I remember that. Maybe you, it was the charisma, <laughs> the, of, but he was just so handsome, and he was charming, and he was kind, and the way he looked at Maid Marian. Yeah. yeah the, mm. No, I, I definitely remember Robin looking at Hood, that. And I, I remember kind of like like, I'm not attracted to this in my <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's okay. a fox. It's a fox. It, it is a fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. On that note, we should probably definitely end this. Uh, 
Uh, all right, well, guys, thank you for listening to our Disney and Pixar thoughts, theories, and crazy uh, pitch that we will definitely send to Pixar. Don't worry, we will send that in right away. Uh, but don't leave, don't go away, because right after this, we're going to wrap it up with a few fun things that we've learned from the internet. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Tim and Chris from the Always More Podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, following, rating, liking, commenting, and asking us questions. If you haven't done any of those, you're wrong and you need to. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris, chill. Okay, well, seriously, thank you guys so much for those who have donated to the podcast by giving at buymeacoffee.com uh, in our sh- link in our show notes, and it really just helps us like spend more time to creating a better content for you guys to listen to and to also just help feed our caffeine addiction. Which we definitely do have. <laughs> it, it's actually a real problem for us. It is. It's it is. destroying our families. It's horrible. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. Back to the show. All right, everybody. We are back once again. Thank you all for listening, for participating, for joining in, for liking, sharing, commenting, uh, rating us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, my wife is making some funny faces over here. Uh, thank you all for participating and uh, just being involved in the podcast. We love it. We thank you, the listeners, the watchers, and all the in-between, whatever that is. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we don't have any questions for this week, so we're just going to move straight ahead into our last two segments of the day. No one has any questions for me? Uh, No, we don't have any questions. Oh, that's rude. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to move straight into things I learned from the internet. I'll probably put in a little sound bit there after I say it, but Chris is usually the one that says it so bravado. What's the word I'm looking for? With bravado. He says it confidently. Things I learned from the internet. <laughs> I'll just use that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, trees aren't a real thing. Mm-hmm. What? Trees aren't a real thing. No, I don't believe that. So essentially what I've learned is like like when you think of trees, you kind of think of it as as its own like branch of things, right? Like you would think of like trees are its own separate things the same way that mammals are different from uh, lizards or from uh, – Trees are plants. Well, right. But like do you think of like trees and grass as the same thing? No. Exactly. Like you think of it as its own separate branch of, you know, uh, uh, something that, you know – breathes in carbon dioxide and gives out oxygen Mm -hmm. but it's actually not that simple they're actually like depending on what tree you have they're actually could be related to a certain flower more than related to a different type of tree well that makes sense they are fruit trees too well right i don't know in my head i always thought of trees as like a separate um i don't know all the scientific words behind this but i always thought of it as its own um entity like hey all trees evolve from this one tree, and that's how it came to be. And it's not that way. It's I have never thought that. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm alone in this. Nope. Apparently, well, we, actually, we no. do know that our minds work very differently. Though we've learned this in seven years of marriage. Very true. Very true. It's caused some kerfuffles. <laughs> kerfuffles. <laughs> kerfuffles. <laughs> um, but yeah, so trees, like when I say they're not a real thing, they're not like they're just plants. Like they're not its own. Th- thing that is completely different from all other plant life it's they're just plants that just evolved a certain way i feel like that was like a clickbait title that you use there it, yeah sure Trees aren't real. but i think i got this from hank green and so it, it mm. he made it sound a lot more hank green he's the man is 
He is this generation's Bill Murray. Oh, that's a good observation. I like that. He's the best, but better because Hank Green. Not that I don't love Bill Nye, but Hank Green. (laughs) Uh, Jess, do you have something for us? I do. In 1837, in the case of Saverland versus Newton, a British man sued a woman who bit off half of his nose after he tried to kiss her without consent. Wow. The judge ruled against him, stating that when a man kisses a woman against her will, she is fully entitled to bite his nose off if she so pleases. Well, look at that. 1837? 1837. Wow, that's impressive. Case of Saverland versus Newton. Well, yeah. Look it up. Go women's rights. Right? (laughs) Bite off his nose, girl. (laughs) That's awesome. Mm. Fun little thing. Little tidbit. Little tidbit. That's what I learned. All right, guys. Well, uh, next up, we have uh, a segment that is my own, and I enjoy it because I love knowing things, and that is Tim's, well, actually. While most people, if asked to imagine a cowboy, would think of a white dude like John Wayne or Clint Eastwood, um, but in fact, the very first cowboys were actually black. I knew that. Did you know this? I did. Um, there's I actually, knew it when you told me earlier this week, too. Well, there you go. There's actually a simple <laughs> explanation to this. While men who owned the cattle or were not slaves were called cowhands, and most black slaves or workers were called cowboys. Um, so essentially, Hollywood whitewashed cowboys, um, as they did most other things. Um, but here's some famous names, famous cowboys who were black uh, that you might know of, uh, but you didn't think you actually knew of. Uh, Nat Love, who was known as Deadwood Dick. Uh, Britt Johnson, Bill Pickett, uh, Bose uh, Ickard, uh, I think I how you pronounce it. Bass Reeves, who is actually the real Lone Ranger. Like all the stories, everything we got about the Lone Ranger is off of this guy. Amazing. And there's this other woman. Her name was Johanna July, and she was so good at far, uh, at taming horses that the U.S. Army actually hired her. Um, yeah. What? Amazing. Sorry, I zoned <laughs> out there for a second. Uh, there's actually a movie that just came out. Hold on with me. I want to look it up real quick. That just came out with. Uh, Idris, Idris Elba. Is that you say his Idris. Name? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Uh, it's called "The Harder They Fall," and actually, I saw this on TikTok, but it's actually a lot about a lot, a lot of those people. And so, amazing. Um, it's it's not a wreck and rev, but it's a wreck and rev. So uh, I would recommend go checking that out. Learn some history. Mm. Actually, I don't know if it's historically accurate. The movie, say, but is it going to be accurate? <laughs> but it's based off of real real people who were real cowboys that were actually black and not white. Amazing. It is amazing. Stories that should be told. Indeed, indeed. Jess? What? We're at the end of our podcast. I did it. <laughs> you did it. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts or words or things you'd like to share with the people before we, we head out? Hmm. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Wow. That's my final word. Great words. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I don't have much to say. Uh, guys, we, we love talking about these things. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. If you have questions for me, I can have a questions with Jess segment on this podcast. Yes, yes. If you want. we Oh, absolutely. I was talking to them. Oh, well. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, but guys thank you again for being here thank you for you guys for listening to the podcast thank you for uh, for just encouraging us and for being who you are we you are the greatest fans in the whole wide world and we love you guys so uh, 
think that's all we have to say. So on that bye. note, bye. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Always More Pod and ask your question using hashtag Ask Chris and Tim. If you'd like to support the podcast and feed into Chris and Tim's caffeine addiction, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.